0: From WERA 96.7 in Arlington, this is Formative Tracks, the show where we sit down with D.C.-area musicians to talk about the top five songs that made them who they are. I'm Eliza Burkhan. Today on our show, we have the illustrious jazz vocalist, Integrity Reeves. Welcome, Integrity. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Uh, so she has a lot of awards and accomplishments under her belt, uh, such as attending the prestigious Duke Ellington School of the Arts, the Peabody Conservatory, uh, being a member of Howard University's Afro Blue, being a Strathmore Artist-in-Residence. Um, what am I leaving out? I'm sure there's plenty. Um,
1: the Betty Carter Jazz. Uh, yeah,
0: of course. Huge, huge accomplishment. And you've performed at the Kennedy Center. mm mm-hmm. Yes, um, anywhere? Have you done any anything internationally? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. So later in twenty nineteen or twenty twenty. Yeah, that's coming. That's on the horizon. coming down the pike. Uh, so you grew up in Maryland. What what area, Maryland?
1: Uh, PG County, Maryland. So Prince George's County.
0: Okay. And how did you first sort of fall in love with music?
1: I sang at an, in a choir. When I was, like, two with my grandmother, she was the choir director, and um, she used to call me her main man, which meant I was supposed to, like, keep it together. Have, <laughs> at, at, wait, at two, you're at supposed two, to keep, keep it together, have good behavior, and that was a title that I, I held on to for a long time. Um, so singing with her and, you know, just being around music was, I think, where it all started.
0: Okay, do you remember that, given that you were only two?
1: Yeah, I mean, I sing from two through, like, ten or something yeah. like that. So a good long stretch, the main man title <laughs> was was held on to. So.
0: And why main man instead of, like, main woman? I don't given... know. <laughs> she
1: was like, you're my main man, so you got to keep it together. And I was like,
0: yeah. <laughs> got to keep it together. Are there any songs you remember singing specifically?
1: There's a, have, a song called Have You Got Good Religion, and the kids... Myself included, we would always like mess the mess the lyrics up. So instead of "Have you got good religion," and you're supposed to say "Certainly, Lord," we we would always say "Do you got good religion?" Just to make her mad, because she was like, you know, or she you is, have to get the grammar right. Yeah, she's very, you know, she doesn't like ain't and that kind of stuff. Right. So we would just do it to to get her get her going.
0: Right. And uh, does your mom sing as well?
1: She does. She's got a great voice, and she um, also uh, released a, a CD. Um, a few, it's been, it's been some, some time now ago, but that was definitely an inspiration. Like seeing her put all that work into, you know, releasing her own music. This was back before, you know, people were releasing
0: their own right. stuff. So. so it was like a novel idea. Yeah.
1: So it was pretty cool.
0: Okay. And you also play violin. Mm-hmm. So wh- how did you pick that up?
1: Um, that was like the first instrument that my parents like paid for me to, you know, learn. Um so I started at around five. Five was not a good age for me to start. <laughs> it was not what, what n- happened? Not focused, uh, you know, playing with the teacher's hair, you know, putting stickers on her face. Like not not at all. So they waited another year and then it was better. We had a different teacher and, you know, I stuck with it yeah, after no stickers. That. Yeah, no
0: stickers. Okay. Okay. Do you still play today?
1: I do. I do. So that's it's cool to have something you know from my childhood yeah and are you doing
0: are you doing more jazz violin or classical violin or sort of like an equal amount of both
1: um it's more classical although I love jazz I'm just you know nervous because I've got such a great um jazz violinist in my band like I can't there's nothing that I could do that he couldn't do better (laughs) so I'm sure
0: you have your own style style, but you
1: know I just I've recorded on my cd and that was like you know, mission accomplished. Yeah. But, right. You know, hopefully one day I'll get the courage and, you know, just yeah, the bravery required to like actually bring it out.
0: I think when you do your international tour in yeah. twenty twenty, you can also bust out the violin.
1: I think that would be good.
0: Um so speaking of your C D, it was an E P in twenty fourteen, right? Mm-hmm. Um called Stairway to the Stars. Yes. Stairway to the Stars. And you have sort of a rich assortment of Students on there, including Love Fool, originally a cardigan song. So, we're going to listen to a little bit of that now.
1: So, I cry, I pray, and I beg. Love me, love me, say that you love me, fool me, fool me. Go on and fool me, love me, love me. Pretend that you love me, lead me, lead me. Just say that you need me.
0: So. So, tell us how you decided to do a cover of a cardigan song from the late 90s i want to say this was like 97 maybe uh on your jazz album um
1: i just love that song and so the whole the whole ep was really just supposed to be stuff that i liked and things that kind of marked where i was to that point so um I grew up listening to like soft rock and pop um, music, so I wanted that to be kind of the first thing I did just to pay homage to the great cardigans. I mean it's a, right. they're a great band, I think they're a Swedish band. Um, and you know, it, it was a song that I remember playing like over and over again. So so the EP was supposed to be songs that, that I loved and that I had on
0: repeat, you know for for a while. Got it. Uh, but you also have some Portuguese on there, and I know that's something that you've studied a decent amount as a yeah. jazz vocalist. Mm-hmm. So, what uh, drew you to uh, Brazilian music?
1: Um, this was another thing that was kind of, you know, personal to to me to my journey. I guess when I was, um, I can't remember, maybe eighth grade or or ninth grade, I went to camp that was my last year of camp I remember that and at the end of the time it was like a wilderness camp and to celebrate they put on um Gilberto Gilberto and um Stan Getz that that classic um, album
0: mm-hmm.
1: Getz Gilberto album um and that was the first time I had heard Bossa Nova was the first time I heard Portuguese that way and I just was like wow whatever this is I want to be a part of that I want to do that so from there I just did my best to learn as many songs as I could. And, you know, got my Duolingo app and been going to town ever since.
0: So do you speak Portuguese at this point?
1: I'm not completely fluent, but I'm able to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm able to understand a lot. So, you know, I'm on my way. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: let's hear a little of Uvim da Bahia. Good.
1: <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Bahia cantar Eu vim da Bahia contar Tanta coisa bonita que tem Na Bahia que é Nenhum cá meu chão Tem, meu, junto, tem meu céu, tem meu mar A Bahia que vive pra dizer Como é que faz pra viver Um a gente Não tem pra comer, mas se fome Na morre porque Na Bahia tem mais, Já tudo lado Senhor do bom fim
0: I want to hear a little bit about your experience as a Strathmore artist-in-residence because I know that's a sort of highly competitive honor bestowed on only a select few musicians each year. Yeah. So what was that experience like?
1: Great. It was awesome. Um, It's directed by the illustrious... Uh, Betty Scott and she she kind of acts like a a mentor figure for you as you're preparing for your concerts because you get um, a few concerts during whatever month you're assigned and um, you also assigned a, a musical mentor and so mine was Nasser Abaday he's a great percussionist um, in the area and composer also getting to study under him and also work with with Betty and just you know be around all of these musicians who were serious about their their work was you know definitely you know gives you a fire underneath you so did that sort of propel you to make your EP yeah um it it definitely was i was trying to get it prepared like to have have it released but you know timelines there timelines uh, timeline sh- sh- yeah, sh- they're, line. That's a little hard to say timeline sh- okay whatever shmime lines, yeah <laughs> it it was it was tricky to get that done and i was glad i didn't rush it in the end but you know, they have all these workshops to get you prepared to do your own EP, you know, taxes and, you know, all the things that EP codes and all this stuff that I had no idea about before going in. And, you know, it was there where I kind of got the, my first taste of like what it is to, to self-produce and self-manage um, and market your own brand you know, I, up till then I was just like, you know, I'm a music student. I've, I've worked hard to get where I am, but never really thought of myself as a, a brand or a business.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, you know, that program definitely, you know, gave me a good foundation to, to keep going.
0: Did that help take you out of sort of the student mentality yeah. and put you in the artist mentality? Definitely. I, I think there no is idea. something to that, like when mm-hmm. that's sort of that idea, like, I just, I just need more lessons. Like, I just need more school. Yeah. And once I study this a little bit more, then I'll finally arrive to that point where I, I'm ready. Exactly. It's, at a certain point, you have to just kind of set that aside and be like, No, I, I think I'm ready. No. Like, I'm not perfect. That's never going to happen. Exactly. But, but yeah. that
1: program and that time in my life too was just, you know, that time where it's like, All right, you got to get yourself together and just get out there. And I remember like, shuttling back and forth from class because I was still in school at the time. Um, going from class to Strathmore to work and and back, and it, you know it was a really tough year, but but a, definitely a year of growth. So, mm-hmm. so you have
0: some big news. <laughs> yeah, uh, a, a very special thing happened in your life not too long ago. It did. You got engaged. I got engaged. Congratulations. Thank you. So tell us everything. Who's the guy? Oh, swoon. His name is Rashid Hughes,
1: and he's just great. He's just the bee's knees.
0: Very exciting. And you're planning on getting married next year.
1: Next year, 2020. Fantastic. Like vision is 2020. <laughs> that's
0: as far as my planning
1: has gone. Like,
0: oh, that's all. You, that's all you need. Yes. Yeah, I hear weddings are really cheap and don't require any planning at all. Ah. So I think you're pretty set at this point. Well, we'll see how it goes. Have you picked out any like themes? Like no. your florals? No. What kind of cake you're gonna have? You're gonna go cupcakes? <laughs> no. We're
1: no, <laughs> no. Not, <laughs> no
0: none of that. planning
1: has been done. Say yes to the dress. I've been watching that. Okay. So that's you know doing some that's research. That definitely you know? counts as research. Yeah, but that's that's about as far as we've gotten with the nice. planning. <laughs> nice.
0: And uh, how did he propose anyway?
1: Um, it happened at our first date spot, the Sculpture Garden mm-hmm. um, in DC, and he told me. He's, he's a, a licensed um, yoga instructor. Oh. As well as a meditation facilitator and just all around good guy. But anyway, he told me that um, our alma mater, Howard University, needed him to record some like yoga, like street yoga.
0: What street? I, you know, I don't, don't read yoga in the street. R- yeah. Okay. B-
1: yoga in the street for like, you know, youth to be, you know, able to relate to it, I guess. Okay. So, so I'm recording this yoga sequence with him in his like normal like on, clothes like on his iPhone yeah okay and just very confused and um and then he does forward lunge i don't know what the sanskrit name is but forward lunge
0: sure yeah i'm thinking <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> i don't yeah. know
1: um and he's like okay zoom in here and he pulls out the ring and it's just oh like my gosh.
0: oh my gosh what did you
1: do i i was frozen in place for a moment like a sculpture yeah exactly and just still very confused and then then i was like oh wow this is
0: really happening and then i gave him a big hug <laughs> fantastic and i heard you wrote a song for him
1: i did i did um he spent some time in south korea doing uh, some some youth work working with youth and um it was really hard to talk to him during that period because of the time difference so you know when he was up and about i was getting ready for bed and vice versa and so we we didn't really talk that much or when we did it was just kind of like really quick because you know you're on opposite um, right schedules anyway so the song that i wrote called time and space is is just about the time and space um between us at that time and and the things that i learned you know during that period
0: all right can we hear a little of that now? totally fantastic here it is So let's get to your top five. The first song you chose was uh, Jewels by Alison Krauss. Now, I don't know if you just selected Alison Cross's version or if that's, like, the particular version that you love the most. Um, but tell us a little bit about that song and why you chose it.
1: Well, the, the first version I ever heard was my grandmother singing it to me, trying to get me to go to sleep. And um, that's the version that I was thinking of. You know, I picked uh, Alison Krauss because she's got kind of, you know... Uh, a mellow tone, kind of lullaby-like, and the other ones were kind of like
0: forceful, <laughs> just, you know, a yeah. little
1: aggressive. Um, but the reason I chose it is it just brings me a lot of comfort thinking of, of my grandmother, who is um, a, just a an amazing source of inspiration to me and who, you know, got me to sleep, you know, which, you know, it was tough. So, uh, you know, this, this song just reminds me of that.
0: So you also picked California by Joni Mitchell. That's a, a best love song by many, but what attracted you to it? Um, there's a great version of
1: her doing this live. Um, and she, I, I think she, I want to say she's like in London or something. I don't know. But she's got a little lap dulcimer and she is looking kind of like, I don't know. What's the best way to describe her? She just, she just looks like a regular girl. I don't know. And she's like real shy and I, I just really identified with that because when I first heard this song, um, I was going through a, a time in my life where people were trying to, I don't know, get me to do and be stuff that just didn't feel like authentic to me in mm-hmm. order to um, get ahead in the game. And I just I was like, man, forget that. you know. <laughs> <laughs> and seeing her like doing her thing and having... And, and seeing the audience and how touched they were by, by this story about, you know, all these random people in California and the things that she loved. And so I was like, you know, there's a place for for this kind of music and
0: there, there must be a place for me, too. You're listening to Formative Tracks on WERA 96.7. I'm Eliza Burkhan. So for your third song, you chose If It's Magic by Stevie Wonder. Uh, was it the harp that drew you in? <laughs> I did always want to play the harp, and my my I'm mom. i kind of surprised you haven't played the
1: harp. Well, There's still time. There, maybe, but my my mom and my grandma. When when I first was taking violin lessons, I'm like, I want to play the harp. I would practice the harp because I was not like not into like practice. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't one of those kids. I've met a couple kids who like, you know, they don't have to be asked to practice. This. It's just you know, they they love their music so much. But mm-hmm. I wasn't that kid. Anyway, yeah. few of um, us are. You know, what are you going to do? But um, I, I asked my mom, you know, can I learn the harp? She's like, well, once you master violin, you can learn harp. And at six, That's I'm hard. like, okay, just give just, me a couple years. I got this. Maybe a couple weeks. <laughs> you know, timelines, all the, you know, you don't have the same frame of reference. So I'm thinking I'm going to master it and get on to harp. And it just never happened because she didn't tell me that you don't master an instrument. You know, you keep on. You
0: know, so was that... A ploy to. I think so. I think she would not approach the harp.
1: Well, I think it was just like you're not. We're not going to be switching and, and doing yeah. all that. You're going to stick to something and and get good at that. Which and, is
0: good advice. I mean, yeah. sometimes you need to switch. Like if something's really not working. Yeah. You but you can't be all over the place. Can't be. And I would have been all over the place. Like let's try the
1: tuba next. Right. <laughs> you know? She was like, no. Is that is- what you sound like? As a kid? <laughs> yeah. So she was like, this is what we're doing. So. Uh, things with harp I do love because I always wanted to
0: play the harp. Okay, so th- is that indeed why you it chose is. the song? It, well, oh,
1: that in, you know, in addition to like his masterful storytelling, I just don't know how he does it.
0: It makes me cry every time. I just, he's just the best. So for your fourth selection, <laughs> you uh, opted for Feed the Birds from Mary Poppins. You had a lot of great songs to choose from. <laughs> you got have gone Chim 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 Tree. <laughs> Yeah. Spoonful of sugar, Uh but no, you went with you. So tell us about that. Well, I I'm gonna do my best not to get emotional. Uh, you can get emotional. I mean, just let it all out. Oh, <sighs> where's the couch? Um, <laughs> I, I need to <laughs> talk to Arlington and Ben <laughs> Media about that a little bit. We need to get a couch in here. Let's get a couch.
1: Um, I just love I love Julie Andrews' voice. I just think she's the best. And this was also like a favorite movie of my mom's. If you can't tell, my mom and my grandma, they are like it for me. You know, they're the best ladies I know. And so whatever they like, whatever they're into, you know, I just I also love. And um, this was one of the songs that my mom loved. She is a mental health professional. So she's worked with a lot of um, people who are seeking homes and who have just had kind of a, a rough life. And she's remained positive all the way through it and she continues to do that to this day which i don't see how she does it i mean it just takes so much energy to be that giving and that about somebody else and this song kind of reminds me of you know just the plight of other people you know who who may have less than you but who still remain hopeful who still remain you know positive and you know so i i just i whenever i hear it it kind of just a reality check. Like she's she's just feeding her birds, and she's happy, and she you know, whatever's going on, she's 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 doing her thing.
0: She's she doesn't need anything else. No, she doesn't need to pick up any worries. No, tappings. Yeah, you know, she's <laughs> just trying to feed her feed her birds. So for your last selection, mm-hmm. you picked another Disney song, <laughs> <laughs> A Whole New World. There's nothing there's nothing to laugh about. Oh, I mean. Yeah. Some of the best music is is from Disney films. Yeah. Uh, A Whole New World, who doesn't love that song? Not me. Um, but for you, that's the one where you, you don't love that song?
1: Oh, I thought you said, who doesn't love the song? It's not me who doesn't love it. Got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: you, when you heard this, that was the moment when you realized that you could really sing. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> bring us
1: back. I think we were at like some Chinese restaurant, my family and I, and it was right around the time of the original release. Yeah. I don't know. was that 90s, 90, 95, 96? Okay. Oh, wait. uh I
0: want to say like 92. Don't say 92.
1: Yeah, but the, so whenever that time was, it, you know, when it, whenever it
0: was... Mid-90s. Early mid-90s, right mid-90s, That yeah. was
1: like the song of songs, mm-hmm. and I just remember singing it and then just feeling like, hey... This feels good in my body mm-hmm. and it also sounds good to my ears. Like I can sing. It's just kind of that, you know, a moment of realization. You know as you're as as you're growing up, you you start to re- to realize things about yourself like, "Oh, I'm a girl." Or, "Hey, I'm I'm brown and other people are brown or or, or not brown or whatever." Mm-hmm. And, "Hey, I can sing." I can sing. <laughs> I can sing. <laughs> it's just kind of like, you know, one of those those moments, I don't know if if other people know what I'm talking about or who sure. have had that kind of, you know, just you know, it wasn't anything like super special, but it just, you know, I, it was something that I realized about myself, and and that I sang it like at nauseum, and my mom's
0: like, all right, we're, we're, we can take a break, just let's, you know, <laughs> there are other
1: songs, There are other songs there, let's let's not do this one again right, for right now. <laughs>
0: Now, were you a fan of the original movie version or the Peebo, Bryce, and Regina Bell version that was on the radio?
1: Well, you know, I'm all about the original because that's it's in the movie. Mm-hmm. And ja- the real Jasmine and the real Aladdin are singing it. So mm-hmm. when I heard the other version, which is also great, mm-hmm. that's not them. That's not real Jasmine and it's not real Aladdin. At least mm-hmm. that's where my, where my mind was at the time. Okay. So as a kid, it had to be... Real Jasmine and real Aladdin.
0: Okay, so by the same token, Beauty and the Beast, you're going to go with Angela Lansbury, not Celine and Peebo. Well,
1: now that's a different story. Okay. Because Celine, you know. You have to
0: make an exception for you her. have
1: to make an exception for okay. Celine because that's my girl. Okay.
0: That's it for us here (laughs) on Formative Tracks today. I want to say a big thank you to Miss Integrity Reeves for taking the time to come over to WERA today and share some of her personal stories and and favorite songs with us. Thanks for having me. Uh, How can the people hear you? How can they find your music? Where can they see you? Well, I've got some shows coming up. Um, If you
1: check out my website, integrityreevesmusic.com, that should be there. I can't promise you updating's tricky, but <laughs> you know, I'm around. Do you um, have a Facebook page as I well? Do have a Facebook kay. and an Instagram. Okay. So a Twitter also. Um, so all those things. All all my name, which is I N T E G R
0: I T I, not the word. So I try to uphold those values. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. We're excited to see what you do next. And thank you listeners for listening. And be sure to follow us on social media at formative tracks and tune in next week when we sit down with another DC area musician to talk about the top five songs that made them who they are.